Hello there, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I have a large cup of coffee, and I just ate a shitload of candy, so let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good way to start with some caffeine and sugar. Uh, yeah, that's key to my heart. Coffee mm. and chocolate. Hello, uh, I am Jamie. I'm Mark, and that's all we can consume to even keep up with everything that happens in wrestling nowadays. God, I feel like we're always behind. We're always behind, wrestling and never wrestling quits. is always going, and we're never catching up. <sighs> but here we go. This is us attempting to catch up. Yes. And tonight we are talking about AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. <laughs> this is the week leading up to Full Gear. So excited for that. Yep. Looking forward to it. Which we'll be talking about the matches of Full Gear at the end of the podcast. Yes. But for now, let's start off by peeking and talking about Dynamite. <laughs> we start out with the acclaimed and FTR taking on the guns and swerving our glory. It was a good match. It was. I don't think you could have expected anything less out of it. No. I mean, it's a four, four of AEW's best, if not only, tag teams at this point. Because they constantly feel like they just circle around these four tag teams and everything else is just an accessory, but it was a really good match. Yeah, nonetheless, it was it was really good. Uh, I, I'd like to comment on the fact that there was a sign that said, Firm Ass Boys. <laughs> I didn't, Genius. Did not see that one. Yeah. Did not see that yeah, one, but that, I do that like that. Good. That one was good. I do good. like that. So, Some uh, extra branding there for the Ass Boys. I thought that was great. How, how come no one ever thought about that before? Ooh, a cross promo... Uh, Firm and Ass Boy shirt. I like it. Uh-huh. There's a video that uh, two minutes to late night did, and they basically made up a song with the help of Danhausen and Colin Young from God's Hate, who is the drummer. Drummer for God's Hate? Right? He's the drummer for God's Hate, yeah. who the singer for God's Hate is Brody King. Right. Um, But he also just did... Oh, my God. Whose music... Did, uh, they just debuted. I think it was... I know they did Julia Hart. There we go. Julia Hart. Yeah. Her new music. He yeah. was a, uh, a producer, and I'm sure he did some instruments on those. Right. Super talented. This is just ridiculous, but if you've never heard it, uh, two, again, two, second, two minutes of late night. Oh, my God. Song. Please check them out. Absolutely hysterical. And in the video, Colin Young has this shirt that looks like it's like a legit Ass Boys t-shirt. It's like a leopard or cheetah print. I think it's a Rolling Stone shirt. I don't know. It's just got like it's your lips. lips. She's and got a list and they he taped just took ass some tape boys. and just put ass boys over it. So, yeah, go. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great shirt. Definitely check out their podcast too, Hardlore Podcast. Absolutely, that's a great podcast. I listened to that on literally the weekly. Like, I got excited. It posted an episode this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one thing I want to talk about with this this match between the four tag teams, um, this is the first time that Swerve and Our Glory has come out, and Keith Lee did not dap. Swerve. Yeah, and made a very big no deal daps. about it. Uh, Swerve didn't seem too brokenhearted, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he's ultimate heel right now. Right. Oh, just... are you giving me a piece of candy? I am. I don't like those Reese's. They'll suck. The little, like, small ones? Yes. Why are we talking about this on a wrestling podcast? I don't know. I just really appreciate giving you that Reese's. That was kind. Uh, husband tip 101, give your wife candy. Always. If, if, <laughs> if, okay, you're going to the gas station. I know. This is this is a not not the time to peak, nor talk about gas stations but if you have a significant other and you go to the gas station and you know you're going and you say hey insert significant other his name here do you want something and they say no they want something get them something especially for all you young folk out there get them something 
come back with a chocolate bar if that's her thing. Be like, listen, if you don't want this, I'll just like throw this in the fridge. She's going to be like, oh my God. Better yet, don't tell her about it and just throw it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Refrigerate your chocolate children. If you don't keep... If you don't quit peeking, I'm going to throw you in the fridge. Can what we am get I doing? Back on am track? I too far away from the mic? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's get back on track. <laughs> so at any, way, at any rate, fun match. Obviously, the gun club have, the, slash the ass boys, have been uh, trying to impersonate FTR. So at one point, um, the ass boys hit the big rig on Anthony Bowens. Oh, yeah. um, but of course, it came around full circle and FTR ended up hitting the big rig on Colton. And Bowens pinned him. I mean, which yeah, it was gave a, the claimed and FTR another win. It was a really good match. Um, I think I don't know. I don't, I don't know really what they were what they're doing storyline with this, except every tag team's mad at each other. But now you have your number one tag team, your number one contenders going face to face. But now your second number one contenders are buddy buddy with the champ. I don't know. I think it was There's just a, a way of... to throw FTR in there because a lot of people have been really upset that FTR hasn't had a shot at the championship. I just feel like you didn't need to do that to throw FTR into a cha- into a tag match. No, this was like the whole you know? Warjo thing, which we'll go over later, which thankfully comes to a screaming halt. Whoa, spoiler. <laughs> um, so, talk of the town per AEW is MJF, and he had a Ooh. fantastic promo on Pardon My Take. Where he discussed kind of not only what's going to be happening in AEW, but the foundation that he's been laying since he's been in AEW. He says that this is just like a pivotal moment in wrestling history, this match between him and John Moxley, because he's right. clearly going to become champion. Of course. At this point. And it's, he's a, a generational talent. This is going to be that generational turn point to mm-hmm. the new talent that'll be taking over the new um, the new generation yeah exactly yeah um but he talks about how basically he's been screwed over for a while basically since he's been in aw um but he talks about the spotlight being taken off of him multiple times the first being a neck tattoo which is clearly cody rhodes right the second being matt hardy taking a fall like humpty dumpty oh what a terrible way to reference <laughs> that awful time i know that was bad poor matt uh, the third time being Blood and Guts, where the attention was turned on to Chris Jericho. And not for a good Falling through cardboard. cardboard. And lately, the fourth spotlight that was taken away from him was because of the press conference. Yeah. Which is now the first time we've actually heard reference towards the press conference that happened. Well, they did have a uh, hangman reference that his friends were going away. Not right. direct. Not right. a direct. Uh, like you're saying, with referencing the press conference, but yes. I mean, still at the same time, kind of poking that fourth wall a little bit. Right. But that was the first time that it was like brought out in the open. Yes, very blatantly. Um. So basically, MJF took this time to basically talk to John Moxley and tell him he was going to win this. Uh, he did actually give a moment to John to tell him that he thought that. He you know, he ch- was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, after he called him the big, biggest scumbag, piece of shit scumbag <laughs> that has no redeemable value in life. Yes, he also said you were born with two left feet and without an athletic bone in your body. So, uh, but that was kind of was, what he gave him credit for. Exactly, he, he overcame. He over overcame his disabilities. It, 
Yeah, I guess because they're not of an ability, they're I mean, a disability. Mid, sure. Yeah. You're mid. That's <laughs> exactly. That's beyond. Disabled. Long story short, you're mid. Oh man. So what? A, what? Real quick. To that. Real quick. Uh, sure. What a what a like word that just stings. Mid? You know, like mid. Like if you okay, if you're around our age and you smoke the wacky tobacco, you know, you heard of mids. It's it's like it's like the, an insult, you know. Yeah, it's it's like damn, like you got mids, like or your middle co- middle ground, you yeah. know, like you're like the, yeah. the, the the athlete, and you know you're on the football team, but you're just eh, you're mid. You're good, but you're not outstanding. Not good enough. Yeah, and that's pretty much what he's saying here. Oh, it's so good. I love it. So I, you know, this is actually our time, and when we get to that, we'll talk about it. But mm-hmm. th- we're going to talk about predictions too. Yeah, we'll have to mention them. I think we have having a hard time with that one, but we'll get to that as soon as we wrap up uh, Rampage. But let's get let's get through uh, Dynamite first. So there is an Eliminator tournament match, and one of the matches that happened to determine who's going to win and move on to full gear in the in not the main event, but the main event of the Eliminator tournament, we had Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston, two of my favorite, absolute favorite dudes in AEW. Oh yeah. I love it. I, I, of course, I love Eddie Kingston. I think he's one of the. I just watched a promo. You watched it with me. With yeah, the, about with, homicide. About homicide with them. That's recent. That was just posted a couple hours ago. Okay. One of. I know he lets a lot of his real life bleed into wrestling, which I can see would be an issue on on some degrees. But I love how he utilizes it. I mean, it's I his story. It. He's allowed to talk about it. Of course. You know, which is nice. He talks about mental illness. He talks about having problems growing up. He talks about you know, whatever issues that he's had publicly. And, you know, again, those are his things to be able to talk oh, yeah. about. And it just, it makes, for uh, for me at least, it easy to just absolutely love him for being vulnerable like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a great match and it was hard again to pick another winner who you wanted to see go on. Unfortunately, well, you don't have to pick a winner because they picked a winner. They did. And unfortunately for me, and I guess fortunately for you, Ethan Page. I'm a fan of both, won. but I think this is a really good forward progress for yes. Ethan Page. I absolutely miss Men of the Year. Him and Scorpio Sky had a great thing going, but I'm really happy to see Ethan Page doing his own thing, going for the belt on his own. Even with Stokely, it's been really, really fun. I, I'm digging the firm. A lot. Yeah. But this was a great match. Um, we were told that they've been fighting for 10 years throughout the independent mm-hmm. scene. So obviously not their first time going against each other. Uh, Taz actually said something huge about uh, Eddie, which I thought was just phenomenal. And what a what a huge thing for somebody like Taz to say about you, that he's the modern day Terry Funk. Yeah, I found that very interesting. I, I like that. Like it, you don't say that lightly. Like you don't. You don't just throw. No, that Terry around, Funk's not a compliment. Not. I don't know if that's a compliment. Like not saying that he's. He was saying that as an insult. Yeah. Um. He just puts his body on the line, and that's definitely what. Eddie it's is known an interesting. For doing. Definitely an interesting moniker to give somebody. Sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, not something you just throw around for sure. No, because Terry Funk is. Terry Funk is like the guy that shows up at field hockey, and he's the goalie. Yeah. There's something wrong with that dude. Like there's <laughs> he's a great guy. He does a great job at, at his job. There's something fucked up with Terry. Unfortunately, all those hits, you know, took their toll and even recently we heard about Mick Foley. Mick oh, yeah, Foley he's... actually said that he's dealing with memory issues mm-hmm. and 
the reason he hasn't been on WWE is because he can't remember his lines. Oh yeah. So but it's I mean, unfortunate, you know, you it's it's part of I the I feel like that's the writing on the wall with these, mm-hmm. you know, especially like Mick Foley, Terry Funk. You're going to see that with Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, Sabu, they're going to start having I mean, sure. they're getting up in age like you can't deny it. I mean, when we were saw him in an armory years ago, you know, with Balls Mahoney, they were already well past their prime and into their like they should have not been doing this. Right. Rest so unfortunately, we're going to start seeing all of our heroes are starting to get older. I mean, The Rock can only lift and eat fucking half a deer every day. Yeah, Triple H's so menu is pretty intense. I mean, even Triple H, like he hasn't been looking. I don't look like the fucking castle that Triple H built. Oh no, his his heart. Yeah, his poor heart. Hunter's heart. We keep talking about bad stuff in wrestling. What are we I doing? I know we should, but real quick, I, I I just would like to share that. Um, I think about this a lot, and every time. You know, I think about Balls Mahoney. I think about an encounter I had with him. And we'll go through it briefly. We'll just, we'll just touch base on this. Met Balls Mahoney one time. Um, In person. Drinking Smirnoff ice. Oh, was he drinking a Smirnoff ice? He had a Mike's Hard Lemonade. He pulled up a cooler. <laughs> Somebody had a cooler. They had a, he pulled out a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I'm sorry. It was not a Smirnoff. It was a Schlitz. No, it was a Schlitz. No, it was a Smirnoff. Because okay. it was, it was like frosty, frou-frou. Yes, a Smirnoff. Okay. So Balls Mahoney drinking a Smirnoff. For unprompted, absolutely no reason. I wasn't even talking to him. He just looked over at me, did one of those, like, looked me up and down. And you're even looking right now. They're not that bad. He told me my tattoos suck. Balls Mahoney, guys. Look up a picture of that guy if you've never seen him. Like, a man told me my tattoos suck, and they're not that bad. I watched (laughs) that man man. (laughs) have a lightsaber battle with Bubba Ray Dudley at Hardcore Justice TNA. (laughs) And it was... I... I deleted all the footage from that night off the camera. I accidentally hit the delete button. Uh, but it was Balls Mahoney and Bubba Ray, and they they had these two like toys uh, lightsabers, yeah. and they were going at it. And then for some reason, a frying pan got thrown into the ring, and Bubba Ray like stabbed Balls Mahoney, and he you know had it under his arm, and he's like selling it, like you know, and he's like, oh, ah, eat, ah, and turns around, does a full three sixty, and <laughs> Bubba Ray has a fucking frying pan and you just hear this as he just blasts him in the fucking dome and it was the funny the whole crowd (laughs) just went batshit it was so good Uh, i I was a good time yeah so back to eddie and ethan page complete another promotion that has nothing to do with this podcast we've never talked about tna or impact this is what makes podcasts interesting right yeah we never talk about that um at any rate ethan page was able to pull off an ego's edge on Eddie off of the top <laughs> rope. Yeah, it was a top rope. I still don't know an how he avalanche. pulled that one, we, that they, one off. They call that an avalanche. Ah, from the top Ooh, rope. When it's on the top rope, and it's usually a slam. Some Impressive. It was. Eddie is not a light boy. No, Ethan is, Ethan a, is a super, he, super strong dude, so I'm really, really happy he's picking up the win, and later on in the episode, you'll find out who he gets to face. <laughs> following that we had wardlow in his uh, he had an open challenge yeah it was an open challenge he also had an open challenge um, you know it's hard to keep up with wwe and AEW. they're both doing it before you know anything ever really happened ari davari was out with tony shivani in the ring and he, he had, had his butler right jeeves i don't remember who was jeeves out there K, that's I, it. ari davari is like that's enough he doesn't need a butler um he's out there with a stack of money and he calls out wardlow and he says wardlow i want to buy you know the tnt championship and wardlow's like Nah, fuck you. Starts the match. And I mean, it was, what else? Do we need to tell you what happened? Uh, Davari wins. Ovs. Wardlow wins. Yeah. Wardlow wins. 
uh, calls out Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Hobbs comes out, and he starts talking shit to Powerhouse. Now, Samoa Joe is in the ring with him. Yeah, of course, because War Joe. Yeah. Um, now, if you remember last week, a little bit of tension happened between Samoa Joe and Wardlow when Wardlow stated, or just yelled in a fit of anger, I'm going to take all of the championships in this company. Joe kind of took notice of that and said, okay, whatever. Well, this week, he said something very similar to that. Yep, this is my title, and I'll get every title in AEW. Yep, and uh, Joe didn't like that too much, and blasted him in the back of the head with his belt. Yep. Unfortunately, the camera didn't really see it. No, camera <laughs> crew was, not the camera crew, but the production crew was not on point that yeah. night. Uh, they had flipped over to the ramp uh, right as it happened. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to see something with Warlow and Samoa Joe, which, phew, that is going to be a King Kong versus Godzilla match. Yeah, and if that's what all this War Joe led up to, then that's, that's going to be super fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it'll be on full gear. We already got a pretty, pretty stacked card. Uh, as of us recording this, there are nine right. matches. So. And we still got a week wet left of AEW programming to get through. Yeah. <laughs> Shortly uh, after that, we had... Tony Schiavone looking really nice in a suit. Oh, yeah. You complimented on his suit numerous times. Yeah. He, I think maybe JBL getting a bunch of shit in WWE wore off on Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I just made Mark spit his coffee out. <laughs> It's one of those things, obviously, JBL doesn't know how to get a suit fit. How does he not, though? I don't know. You go to a guy, like... I mean, I got fucking Docker's pants in my drawer that fit better than those pants. But if you're, like, an awkward size, you have to go to, like, a tailor and, like, you, you, you're JBL. Look but at you, raining like money. He, you don't have enough money to tailor your pants? I feel like JBL's pants? not in that awkward size. Like, he's almost there. His so pants. he went to the awkward size store and bought really, really long pants and was like, this is fine. No, they're too wide is the problem. I don't know what happened. Maybe he's got a big dick. Then get him tight. What are you doing? Would anybody interested in an Instagram where you just take pictures of wrestlers' dongs? Let me know, at C-A-W Wrestling Pod. Because every time we watch, I'm just like, holy dong. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna translate great so to, that, yeah it's gonna be on a cl random clip of just oh yeah yeah great. i got plenty of tony Schiavone looked great in this suit i was happy to see him not wearing just the no one dong suit though. he had no dong no dong not, unfortunately but we were uh <laughs> <laughs> it was the face-to-face -face between soraya and Britt baker now Britt baker said obviously she wanted to do things her way so she wanted right. tony Schiavone to be a part of it so they were going to do the face-to-face -face here the two of them actually both showed up and the interview proceeded. Uh, it started off with Soraya talking and she said, you know, again, I know all the rumors. People are wondering whether I'm cleared or not. And well, unfortunately for Brit, I am. And it was like, well, yeah, we saw that a mile away. Uh, she was like very choked up, though, like super excited to actually be mm -hmm. wrestling. And she got cleared by not just uh, Doc Sampson. But she got cleared by like a sports trainer, right. somebody that does that that type of um, an, uh, you know analysis on someone's right. body and determined. I think he does like football players, right? You right. Know, another another sports these, analyst, yeah, these or, big uh, sports, sports people. Animal. So that's who she went to, and well, that's she awesome. Says that I mean, I feel like cleared. I feel like we knew that two weeks ago when they said they were going to have a sit down, and then well, yeah, come on, like why Brit they didn't just show talk? up. He's like, well, I'm just going to wait on it. Like I just. Just waiting for the, the clear. Yeah. Um, but, and like I said, she did get the clear, but basically she was told that she can only wrestle about one match a month. 
Oh, really? I didn't hear that. Yeah, that was like the suggestion from the doctor was gotcha. a match a month and we'll see what happens from there. So she's just going to well, kind of keep steps. it. Baby Keep steps. it light. I'm interested. I think it's been five years since she's wrestled. So yeah. Yeah. Obviously, she's kept up with it. There's no way they would just be like, yeah, you're in and her well, I mean, not have wrestled. Not or... for nothing. She looks good. She, well, like, and she's her family's got a part fitness. of wrestling. I know she's been right. a part of that. I don't know how much she's done training wise, but. I think um, she, I think after she left, uh, when her contracts ended, she did go back to, uh, back home and I think she was doing something with her, with her family back there. Yeah. Because I do, I do know her uncle ended up passing away. Recently. At a match, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think he um, had a heart attack. They were doing like some type of charity event and yep, he passed away. Yep. But uh, yeah, I think she went back over there for a little bit and then came back. Obviously, came back over the states. Sure. So I'm uh, sure. I'm sure she's been training. I'm sure she's ready to go. Oh, I'm sure she's still on top of her game. Like just because Absolutely. she's got a neck injury doesn't mean she's stagnant on the couch. For Not sure. doing those things. Absolutely. Because she looks like she's been training. She yeah, looks- she looks great. She she sounds great. She's you know warming up. Uh really nicely and i can't wait to to see her in action for the first time yeah um one thing that i really like that brit said she said i'm everything you wish you could have been you left <laughs> your house and walked into mine right so great back and forth between the two of them what better people on the mic women on the mic i mean people on the mic at right now Honest i mean to God, yeah. aside from mjf there's really aren't a lot of people that can hold up yeah. to Soraya and Britt Baker on the mic. Oh yeah, I, I it, they're they're some of the best they have a, that AEW yeah. has, and it was one of the best promos I've seen. I really enjoyed it. So that's happening at Full Gear. Uh, following that, we had Trent take on Jay Lethal. Uh, this was just a random match that got set up. I think actually it was earlier this night. They just said, "Hey, scumbags, you want to fight? Yeah, okay, I'll meet you in the ring after the commercial." That was it. That was it. So we had uh, Trent taking on Jay Lethal, which I think is great because it's keeping the best fa- best friends still on AEW TV. It's giving the ability to kind of flesh out another faction with Jay Lethal and Sanjay and uh, Satnam. Sure. Um, it was a great match. It was good. Jay Lethal t- attacked uh, during Trent's entrance right off the bat. So right. another one of those matches that even before the bell rang, it started. Pushing that heel. Absolutely, that heel faction. Um, I mean, not a lot happened here. I, I think it was the after the match that was the more important takeaway from this. Yep, Jay Lethal hit the uh, his finisher and lethal injection. Lethal injection. Thanks. Such I, a I'm good blanking. move. Um, <laughs> after uh, that, they uh, Sanjay grabs the mic, says something about Jeff Jarrett, who debuted last week on uh, Dynamite, and Jeff Jarrett came out and just ran his jeff jarrett mouth it was good it was great he said that oh, he's he... never anytime he's ever picked up a mic i've never been sad oh yeah for sure he's fantastic on the mic yeah that one that can definitely hold with mm. it with the women we were just talking about but yep. uh jeff said that he actually signed jay lethal to his first wrestling deal which is some random shinfo which is super cool right um and then said something about sanjay has an iq of 181 i never looked that up but that's incredible right no i i honest to god i could I could 100% believe that. Like, Sanjay's a very intelligent guy. Uh, Yeah, no, I 100% could believe that. Yeah. It's just insane. I had one of those moments where I was like, 181? Holy crap. That's extremely intelligent. That's extremely intelligent. But what happened next was really fun. He said Satnam is a real monster. Not that guy Uh, in the skinny red pants in the company run by the banana-nosed... What did he say he was a banana nosed? I don't know. Something circus. Circus. Yep. Banana nosed circus. Whoa. 
Yeah, send him a little bit of shade. <laughs> JJ just got done working for him. Just uh-huh. like, I'm sure that paycheck's still sitting nice and warm in his bank account right now. No and- wonder we never heard Jeff make boo after he got fired. Tony probably called him the next day. I really think that, well, even Jeff Jarrett said, no, he got hired for a job, did his job, and then he was done. He literally said it was for a paycheck. Yeah. Like, he had no emotional attachment to it, didn't care about getting let go, because he didn't get fired. He, he ended up getting let go, not let go, but he ended up leaving. Like oh, his he did duty leave. Was, his, his, whatever he was doing was done. Oh, okay. I thought he was let go. I apologize. No, I'm pretty sure he, he, he it was, wasn't like, all right, I'm out of here. Right. It was, okay, you've done what you needed. Here's your paycheck. See you later. Thanks Understandable. For I, I get that. But, but still. Him being able to team up with Sanjay and Satnam and Jay Lethal, it's just like, again, we were talking about just TNA mm-hmm. all over again. Yep. Got the well, Motor City people, machine guns recently. Of, it's just crazy. <laughs> there's a meme going around and it's basically... The AEW roster, but it's uh, a mixture between the WWE logo and the uh, Impact logo. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Where else do you think these people? A little are bit of column go? A, a little bit of column B, and then you works. sprinkle in a little bit of the independence scene. It works, and you get AEW. But that was fun. So we are going to be seeing a really fun match that's going to be happening at Full Gear between uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus he called out. Sting. Sting, who they've got massive amounts of history with being in WCW. Of course, again, it's just like the layers Mm -hmm. for Jeff Jarrett in here is just unbelievable. And, you know, a lot of times when Sting and Darby Allin were doing the the tag teams and they would be on the pay-per-views, I'd be like, eh, you know, whatever doesn't really appeal to me much. Every single time those two go up against anybody, it ends up being one of my favorite matches of the night. The intensity is so high. Sting always does a spot that's just way, way, way too risky for his age. Oh, yeah. And pulls it off every time. But he said he It's going to be it, entertaining. So and then you're going to put Jeff, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be good. So, so that'll be a full gear. That'll be a full gear. Another thing that was really good was Regal and Moxley had a little bit of a promo in the mm-hmm. ring. And it was the opposite of MJF's. It was just Moxley basically talking about mjf and how he wasn't gonna win yeah well i mean he did say a couple of things you know they did admit that he is a an amazing talent that he has uh an amazing skill set that could utilize the right way would get him more than just fame and money right um and i think they were trying to play on the humanity aspect of wrestling to where you know it's more than just money and fame you know it's a it's a discipline it's understand right. yourself you it's, have to love the sport you, you have, have to, to put all yeah, your, you, you put know. everything into it right. not just for a paycheck and you're putting the love into the sport for the love of the sport right and that's and, what mjf had said about john moxley you know you you what did he say you wrestled for 15 people mm-hmm. you know for 15 bucks or something like yep. that and that's exactly it john moxley's not afraid to do stuff not even for the paycheck just right. the the pat on the back and I just wanted to be a part of it. And and that's what Moxley's basically saying. That's what, what he thinks MJF is missing. Right. And he he doesn't have that in him. He doesn't have that fire that when you're down and out and you're broke and your cars broke down, you don't have a place to stay and you got no clean clothes and you only got five bucks to your name. Like you're still showing up tomorrow morning, fucking running drills, hitting the ropes, doing what you got to do. Right. Cause you need that money and you need that notoriety. You need need that, that paycheck, you know, you need that, that spot. Right. In that wrestling show. You right. need that spot as that champion. You need that spot. And MJF's never had to have that. And that's what no. 
That's what Mox is running through. He's like, he doesn't have what it takes. He doesn't have the balls, the right. testicular fortitude to win this match. And he also said that, you know, he looked over at, at Regal and said, basically, who does MJF remind you of? Reminds me of a young me. Yep. You know, yep. I know exactly where he is because I've been in his shoes. But yep. look at me now. Yep. You know, look how so hard was, I had to fight to get here. It was good. It was a really good promo. It, it honestly, John Moxley and William Regal started having like some talks about the old times mm-hmm. and they, the two of them actually broke character just smiling and kind of laughing back and forth with each other which is really cool they were talking about like old nxt times when yep. Knox was challenging william regal and you Made know the, almost the, ripped his ear off yeah it was really good <laughs> it was really good so following the segment we also had jamie Hayter taking on sky blue um just a match to get some competitors on screen promote some uh, matches for full gear. Sure, Jamie Hayter's obviously going to be performing there. Yep. Uh, nice to see Sky Blue on Dynamite, though. Man, We've... she has just improved mm-hmm. so much. And not that she was a bad wrestler, but she was super green. She's super young. Yeah. But wow, she's really putting off some fantastic moves. Yep. She's just so clean. We've watched. You can her... tell she's been training with Matt. We've watched Wayne. her grow through AEW Dark, and and you know, so it's really nice to see these kind of homegrown talents because she's like you said she's really really young you know she's probably in her early 20s which is perfect right. get them fundamentals down sure. you get your losses in that you got to get you take your lumps and you do what you got to do she's got a great look to her she does she has like she just she's just she, absolutely adorable oh yeah it's she's she's great and it's good to see that they're taking some of the younger talent the female talent and putting it uh in a spot like this it was more towards the end of the end of the evening which is Usually set for the bigger, sure. more you know, bigger money matches. It was a really good uh, opportunity you, for her. Yeah, and she really, really nice did well. It. She yeah. didn't pick up the win. Jamie Hayter did, of course, because yeah, she's, she's going to be that championship match, right? But it was good to see her get a good back and forth and not just get squashed and yeah. not just get destroyed by Jade Cargill or Nyla Rose or right. you know something like that. And in a singles competition, you know, competition yeah. too, and clean too. There was no, there was no, no. doo doo garbage. No, nope. nobody likes doo doo garbage. I no. like doo doo garbage, <laughs> but. Great performance from the, the two women. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a short interview with Ricky Starks. Uh, basically, he was going to get interviewed by, uh, I think, Marvet Marvez? Or was it Tony Schiavone? It doesn't matter. Who's going to get Maybe interviewed? Lexi, who knows? Um, Might have been Lexi. I mean, I get, I get all three of those confused. They all look very similar. You can see similar. why. Oh, yeah. It was a very uh, Bobby Lashley, Mustafa Ali situation. Yep. And actually, I guess it led to a little bit. Uh, Lance Archer came on screen and beat the shit out of Ricky Starks, which has actually postponed their match. Yeah, I guess. I don't I know. It might have been real be, life injured. It might have been. I Because I, I remember hearing about the match. And then that was it. I didn't hear anything yeah. about it. So I guess that's been pushed back for a little bit, which they've got this week to do. Who knows? They might have to replace Ricky Starks. I don't know yeah. what if he's injured, which if it's kayfabe, if this, it's what it is. This actually happened in WWE recently. We were talking about Mustafa Ali oh, was not right. supposed right. to be in the uh, Eliminator Tournament on SmackDown, mm-hmm. the World Cup. And he actually was replacing Rey Mysterio because he got injured. Yeah, so. Rey Mysterio ended up hurting his right ankle. Yeah, something like, um, yeah, his ankle. Then speaking of injuries, we just heard... Uh, a couple hours ago, Kevin Owens sustained an MCL tear. He's going to be out. Yeah, what, I think it was six just a sprain. Weeks? Was it a sprain? Thank yeah. God. Thank but God. At a house show, too. That sucks. What a but that's, that's the risk you take when you run house shows. Absolutely. And same thing with indie shows and AEW, guys. Sure. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, Ricky Stark got attacked by Lance Archer, so he's going to be out. Uh, who knows? We'll see his match possibly this week. They haven't announced it. Yeah. Great to see Lance Archer back, though. About time. We saw him uh, at. I think we it was saw him Revolution. get hurt. 
no, we actually saw him. It was a dynamite. Yeah, we, we saw, saw him, him we saw face Dustin Rhodes, and he did that backflip off the top rope and got a concussion. Just I think on his head, weird. Yep. So Good he hasn't been doing a whole lot since then. So I'm really happy. Oh, to he see was that. doing some stuff in Japan earlier. This yeah, year. yeah. Um, I think he was just weird. taking it easy. Oh yeah. I don't but him. great to see him Nothing to fuck around with. He may not have the best look. He actually looks like one of the guys we know named Murderbird. 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 Murderhawk. Murderbird. No, it's Murderbird. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, super happy to see him. Love Ricky Starks. Hope you're okay, Ricky. My dude. But next up, Sammy Guevara, Brian Danielson. Best two out of three. It's like you had rock, to have known it's it like was the rock be good. paper scissors of of AEW. That's two out of three. That's two out I of mean, three. Yeah, you had. I never. You knew. I've never you seen. I, I wish they would do that kind of just a straight two and zero. Oh. Um, well, I mean, okay. Well, so what happened? Uh, Sammy ended up getting the first loss by getting a DQ. But I don't remember what he did. I think he hit him with a chair. He hit him with a. He hit him with a chair and took right. the first first L. And f- took the first L, and you know, just like when you're in baseball. You take that first strike, let the pitcher get himself a little, just a one extra pitch worn out, and then you swing in the second one. Yeah, he wasn't worried about it. Um, he ended up, ended up coming back, ended up getting, uh, pinning Danielson for the second point. Yeah, he gave him a knee to the head and gave him the second yep, fall. Gave him the, the... Classic. The, I mean, come on, you can't get... Sammy give... Guevara, go to sleep. Yeah, you gotta do a back and forth. Yep. Um, ended up getting that pin, and then they went back and forth, and finally Danielson ended up putting him in the label lock and put his lights out. And got the got the two out of three, but there were some I, crazy good moves here. Hold on, real quick. We had a, a Sammy Guevara did the Boston Crab, or the Psycho Knee by Danielson, the backflip DDT by Guevara. Mm-hmm. It was just like the best move after the best move. Oh, unreal, unreal. So I'm so sorry. Please tell us what happens. So do you think that they're gonna look at this match like Sammy's gonna go back and be like, "Well, you didn't beat me twice." I DQ'd myself the first one. I pinned you the second one. You knocked me out the third one. You, you never beat me twice. You could say yes to that, but, I mean, does it matter? I mean, Win's a, a win. Yeah, but if he didn't make him pin, or didn't make him pin, good lord. Nope, it's a DQ and that counts. Just saying, they could use that as cannon fodder later on, but that Oh, they matter. absolutely could, because these two are going to see each other in battle oh, yeah. this weekend as well. Well, that's right. That's right. Yes. This will be fun. Actually, they're gonna see each other in battle and dynamite. Battle. But we will we will be getting there this week. Uh so that'll finish out dynamite for the night. Or for this last week. Night, that night, this night, every night. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna move on to Rampage. That's not the right side. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, face to face with Christian on uh Jung- uh Luchasaurus's side, clearly. Uh Jungle Boy just was coming out and didn't have a lot to say other than Fuck you. Pretty much fuck you, and uh, let's let's do this in a steel cage on Saturday. Right. What are your opinions on this feud? Okay. I love them both. I think they're great. I think that maybe they didn't think that there was enough steam, so they were like, steel cage. That's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I meant more of like the feud itself. The feud itself. Luchasaur- I think it's gone stale. I think it's already past its prime. I think and we it just went need to stale the minute they announced this whole, this whole thing. Really? The minute. I was okay, okay with it for a few weeks. I was okay with it when Luch turned heel. I was okay I with it, it when Luch returned back on the Jungle Boy side. Yeah. But then again? 
I soured when they did it again, like two weeks later yeah. on a dynamite. Clearly, and, wasn't especially sure since, the direction they wanted to go. If I remember right, the the turn from heel to to Jungle Boy side was on a pay per view, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think the no, the pay per view was when he was supposed to face Christian, and Luch yeah, came and out and beat the Christian. absolute shit out of Jungle Boy. Hmm. Oh, that's right. That was when he turned heel. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I just, yeah, the minute they turned him back to where he's like, oh, he's back on Christian's side. I was just like, what the uh, fuck? What are we doing here? Yeah. So I don't know. Either way, it's going to all culminate, hopefully, uh, this Saturday at full year. Uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus with uh, Christian Cage, I'm sure, over on the side in a cage match. Christian Cage, cage match. You think he'll do a Scarlet thing? God, I hope not. He'd look awful in those dresses that uh, Scarlet comes out Spikes in. Spikes glued all over his face. Yeah, what the fuck was it that? Or was he trying to look like a dragon or something? Rawr. I don't know. The outfit was dope. That was odd. Glued on. I couldn't look at anything but those like spikes. Our next match was furthering the Eliminator tournament as well. It happened to be between Brian Cage and Dante Martin, which was an interesting lineup yep. neither one of these men being on well i mean brian cage been on tv for the past couple weeks uh dante martin we haven't seen too much of him except for on dark uh did hear this week that his brother's coming back Fantastic. next week that's awesome top flight back in action another tag team to put in the in the uh contendership for the tag team championships i'd love to see another tag team go after it but this was a good match interesting I- fact about dante that i'd like to share he's had the second most wins this year and the most matches mm. in 2022. I thought that was really interesting, especially considering, like you said, we haven't seen much of him, but he's had more matches than anybody this year. Well, right after Darius, his brother got injured, I felt like he was like consistently rampage dynamite, rampage dynamite. I, they rampage were pushing dark, so dynamite. hard mm-hmm. as a t- as a tag team. You could tell that they had worked so hard to bring Darius back. And then I believe he got in a car accident. Yeah, it was an unrelated to uh, wrestling injury. That got him. I mean, he was out for what nine months. Yeah, what a shame. And it shame. was literally like weeks after he came back. He met, came back. AEW went oh, the batship. It was so good. And then three weeks later, Dante was or yeah, Dante Dar- was Darius. Darius. Darius was back on. No, 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 Dante was back on singles. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, so. But they're bringing him back. And yep, next week. That was a great opportunity to face somebody like Brian Cage, who has been super relevant. Which I lately. called this one from a mile away. I thought these two were going to have a great match, and they really did. They really know how they to did. do a flippy flopper and a monster <laughs> at the same time. Because there's a there's mm-hmm. an art form to it. Um, Dante always does that. Like I don't even know if it was like a tope suicide or if he jumped off the top over the top rope, but he does that where he just absolutely dives. And Brian Cage caught him midair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, the physical physique of Brian Cage is just insane. Unreal. Like, if you just, like, built somebody, like, mm-hmm. the way you would want a wrestler to be, like, that would be it. Oh, Vince yeah. McMahon must have just absolutely wanted Brian Cage, which I heard that he didn't. It's didn't cr- he it's try a- out for WWE? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Really I mean, weird. I yeah. always thought, ever since I saw him, like, that's the dude that looks like Vince would absolutely yep. love. He would absolutely he would be so good in WWE, but he's back. Mm-hmm. Really happy about it. Of course, he's going to be going over primi- primarily to ROH. Right, that's the way it's well, set I don't know. up, he... which is okay. I like that they're putting him in this match because it kind of gives you the opportunity. You know, if you win this, then you go up against the champion. That right. winner is coming, so right. that would be huge if he won. I mean, of course, they're not going to ask him to go to ROH. 
Oh, yeah, for but sure. Super interesting. And, of course, just like you would expect, Brian Cage did pick up the win here. I actually did not expect that. Really? You I thought was, Dante would win? Well, okay. With ROH, Great way to put him over. Well, with ROH starting to be uh, a thing, we've heard, hearing more and more rumors about the uh, weekly show for ROH. Um, I could see them pushing ROH stars on AEW programming, get the names out there. And Make them more like, relevant. Oh, hey, we're going to ROH. Sure. You know Brian I Cage. Kinda, well, you yeah, know. I kind of figured that's what this was going to be. I'm glad to see that they didn't do that. It's unfortunate. But actually, I guess in retrospect, I guess it's probably for a good thing that sure. he didn't win. Because now that his brother's coming back, they can reform top flight, go after the tag titles. He's not in the Eliminator title uh, right. uh, tournament anymore. But now, hey, we brought Dante back. Remember Dante? Oh, did you remember Darius? Right. Great way right. to bring them back into the tag teams. And we'll be seeing some of uh, uh, another tag team here in just a moment. We'll be talking about yes. that would be coming back. Um, so Brian Cage will either be facing Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Or I guess Ricky Starks replacement if it goes that well. Yeah. Maybe um, Rey Mysterio. Maybe, maybe. Bray <laughs> Mysterio's injured, but he's going to replace Ricky Starks, who's injured. I vote Shark Boy. Shark Boy. I like it. Can I get a shell? Yeah. <laughs> um, so next up, we had Stokely, mm-hmm. Lee Moriarty. Lee comes out, and basically the two of them are saying that Lee Moriarty wants a belt, and he literally doesn't even care what belt it is. He's going to go after it. So he was going after the women's world championship belt. it makes sense it's lee moriarty <laughs> versus, versus tony storm uh no he actually uh ramped up hook got yeah. him out of his i don't know basement his, his yeah i don't know he put down the, the blaze got out of the basement he stopped fluffed getting up blazed. his hair and he, he didn't uh, fluff up his hair that boy, you know, it's like the that boy he woke up grease. rolled out of bed went turned his head a little bit quicker than we most do and then walked out the door mm-hmm. he didn't even change no. I sleep in the clothes that he walks out in. <laughs> like, if you want to see my my raw form, you come to my house at about 9.30 on a Tuesday night. I am wearing exactly what Hook is wearing. Right. Hands taped and everything. <laughs> I don't fuck around when I sleep. You don't even know. So, obviously, they're setting up. It's going to be Lee Moriarty versus Hook. Super excited to see that happen. But That'll be what fun. I'm really excited to talk about, and I feel like I haven't heard a single thing about this on... Like between outside of you and I, mm-hmm. is the fact that they are still showing more promos for the House of Black with all. And it's really the good. It's got all the members. Julia is like setting, you know, Malachi on fire, and mm-hmm. you know, throwing out Buddy Murphy into the water, and they're all being like reborn, disposed and reborn. I love it. Oh, I do too. I mean, I I'm biased. Love it. I'm biased. I, I would have. I, I would take Brody King and shrink him down to a mini me size and just have him in my house. Oh, sure. I'm a huge Brody fan, but I'm a huge Julia Hart fan in the House of Black. I, I love, love Julia Hart. what she's doing here. I hope they give her the reins of the house. Sure. And have the three of them just be the the meat, the men, the the, the kind of like I don't want to replace. I don't want to. I don't want to compare the two. Uh, you know, especially since. Two of these people in these two factions are dating. I'm not trying to compare them, but kind of like a Judgment Day kind of thing. Yes. In the sense that Julia's running this, Rhea's running that, and everybody else is kind of doing her dirty business. I think that would be a great direction for Julia. I think something with Julia with authority in that would be perfect. I like it. Mm-hmm. 100%. I like it. I like the new dark edge to her. Oh, I love it. It's fun, and I, and I know she likes it too. It was a, it was a very slow progression. Um, I think it took Good a little bit longer crawl, 
I, I wish it would have been a little bit shorter, but I see why they did it now. And it with that eye thing and glow, growing into it and then turning on the varsity blondes who are now just known as the blondes, which I kind of like Probably better. a better idea because they're not really like 18-year-old like kids. So. They don't look like high schoolers anymore. Yeah, that's a good move for them too. They're trying, you know. It, it's been a lot since the, the media scrum and all this. Right. They've been really trying. They've been bringing a lot of people back. You know, they've been bringing a lot of people that haven't done anything in a while. They're mm-hmm. like original AEW people. Yep. And, and even we end up seeing uh, uh, Lee Johnson in the, in main, the main event. event. Yep. We haven't seen him much on TV, but that was great. But we will get to that. We will get to that. Right now, it's going to be Roosh versus Bandito. And again, this is another elimination tournament match. Oh, my God. What a match. match. It was so good. I've become such a big fan of Bandito. Uh, I've always heard of good things great. about him. ROH. I know he does a lot of stuff down in uh, Mexico. I, 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 absolutely everything I've seen him in, I love it. I absolutely love Bandito. It, it was a phenomenal match. Fuck Roosh. It was good, though. A Roosh attacked <laughs> right off Rip again. I don't like Roosh. No? I can't get behind him. I can't get behind him, but I can get behind his matches. He's got really good matches, and I like the way it started off. It was very brutal. He was whipping Bandito with uh, an extension cord before the match even the... started. Oh, is that, that's right. It was before the match. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the third time he's done that. I feel like they should do something about that. You, know? <laughs> you think Bryce would be standing there like, Mm-mm, we're not doing that. Today. Guys, we need to stop this. Right. But it was just a sick back and forth. It was really, really, really good. Yeah. I think deep down inside, I was like, Ethan Page versus Bandito would be such a good move. And long and story behold. short, that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a spot where Roosh was going to use a steel chair on Bandito and Jose tried to take his mask off. And like there was like a whole ref distraction Jose thing. Jose is an asshole. I know. Jose the asshole, more like it. I know. Yeah, I know. But fortunately, we had your hero come be everybody's hero. The meat man. The meat you man. You know him. You love him. Not Butcher. Johnny Hungy. I feel like God Butcher damn, and Johnny Hungy should be a tag team. They really should. Should meat men. Which if you, I don't know if anybody likes Hey EW. RJ City is. He's an interesting person to digest, so I feel like you either like his humor or you hate it. Randy will like him. He's so funny in my eyes. He recently, he does like a YouTube show uh, with hey, AEW stars. EW. Hey, EW. It's on YouTube. Again, so if you haven't watched it, there is one that just got uploaded this week with the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. Watch it. Absolutely hysterical. It was great. It really was. So goddamn funny. But again, we see Bandito. He takes the win, and he's going to be facing Ethan Page. Mm -hmm. And what a push for Ethan's career if he gets the win over Bandito. I think he will. I think they're pushing Ethan to the uh, finals. I really hope so. I hope so, too. He's been sitting idle for too long. Too too big of a talent. Great on the microphone. Not that I wouldn't love to see Bandito go, but at the same time, with so much... I could see it's Ethan Ethan's Page. time. Yeah. It's Ethan's time. 100%. He's been, his performances have been insane. But he stays relevant. That dude is constantly doing indie matches. Oh, yeah. Constantly oh, yeah. touring, doing different things. So, great. Uh, another thing that was great, <laughs> Jake Hager just randomly was talking to Claudio Castagnoli, saying that he used to be a sports entertainer and he should be a sports entertainer again. We the people. Weed the people. Oh, I always said him and fucking... Oh, I'm not even going to say it. No, I'm not even going to say it because Vince McMahon, especially now with that 420 bro shit, he's going to come steal, I know, what he's gonna a steal my idea. 
I already know Tony Khan's listening to me because I don't know how many times how many times we've been sitting there talking about wrestling, and then fucking two days later, Tony Khan debuts the exact thing we're talking about. I I'm know. telling you, but that's okay. Listening. Go ahead. They say are it. listening. The NSA has microphones in everything we own. This is now a conspiracy podcast. Well, didn't Tony Khan say that there's robots like posting? On t- <laughs> yeah. God, that was such a good time. Uh, but yeah, we had. Uh, Jake came up to Claudio, gave him some advice to be a sports entertainer yeah. again. And made sure everybody knew that he likes this hat. He likes this hat. It's a purple hat. Yep. I love what Jake Hager's doing. Jake Hager's doing nothing, and he's getting paid big bucks oh, for yeah. a purple hat and say, I like it. I love it. I think it's Good great. Good for Jake. What, I think a, what it's a push. Great. He doesn't have to do shit like we did with, <laughs> when know, he was right? with Zeb. After that, we had a open challenge for the TBS title. That she doesn't hold. That I'm she still not hold. sure what we're doing here, but uh, okay. Nyla Rose took on Kayla Sparks in a... Non-sanctioned, non-title, <laughs> non-open match. What if Kayla won? I keep thinking about that. God, that'd be so good. Why don't they ever do that? But she doesn't win the belt. Like, that would be just so But she ridiculous. would win the belt. But it's not her belt. And then it would have Kayla versus uh, Jade at full gear, and Jade would just smash the shit out of that poor, poor, yeah. poor girl. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened to Kayla. I mean, it might as well have. In that match. She did. Nyla used every one of Jade's she moves. She did. She did the lick of the hand. She did the finisher. She did everything. She did the the... Drop Jaded. kick, all of it. Oh, it was good. <clears throat> it was insane. And then finally. Why did finally, Jade wait that entire time? Six weeks, seven weeks of not having a belt, of having it stolen, having it her just barely miss, just by her fingertips, she finally gets her whole hands on Nyla. And some fucking how, some way, I don't get it, how you have baddies and you, you're the baddest bitch in the world, you still don't get your belt back it's unreal what in the absolute dog shit are we doing with this and i mean if you're going to catering and you're in AEW, like you hear when vicky's there like you know when when nyla's there like it was just weird why wait till the end of the match come out right off rip this is honestly my least favorite thing about AEW right now not liking it either what they're doing with jade i just the direction of jade is just it's been weird like like, I could see if this was a build-up to 40, and they were trying to make Nyla into this massive powerhouse, which, I mean, she is. But, you know what I mean? This, like, unstoppable force, this Goldberg-era force that's going to fight up against this other Goldberg-era force. And, but we just did, she just did her 40th right. match on and Dark. Right, beat Nyla before. I think twice. This, yeah. Something like that. I, saw, it's I don't silly. really know what the point of it is. There's nothing invested. No. Like you said, if it would have been she's right got, on 40, like I thought it was going to be, it could totally make sense of that. I mean, she stole her belt. That's what she's got invested. And mm-hmm. she's been poking fun at her. Mm-hmm. So what happens when she gets the belt back? It, that's it? That's so stale. Yeah. And, but what are you going to do? Are you going to let Nyla win? You're going to make this Jade Cargill's losing match to lose the streak after right. she's been humiliated that would be and awful. Had her belt taken? I mean, good Lord. That's take her all over again. Oh, it's just bad. You know? Brock. I hate it. After all the people that faced it, Brock. I think they were. I think they were banking on just a big, a big name talent. Mm, what a shame. Speaking eh. of big name talents, Orange what, Cassidy, the Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed, All Atlantic champion. <laughs> yes, Orange Cassidy. Yes, taking on the factory's Lee Johnson yeah. again. Where's he been? But I'm Don't super excited. Which is cool. We're talking about Julia. There's Lee. We're mm-hmm. talking about um, <clears throat> Sky Blue earlier, and she's dating Dante. So there's like some cool people that have these relationships that are, are in AEW. They're just really, really, really good. Are you saying they're all 
in on it. In on what? I'm telling you, it's a, we're turning this into a conspiracy podcast. No, 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 no we're not doing All that. All the couples are running AEW. Yeah, you think Sammy and Ty are running AEW? No, uh, by the opinions of everybody <laughs> that, that doesn't like AEW, the fucking inmates run AEW. They just think that... Tony Khan lets everybody go roughshod and do whatever the yep, fuck they want. He's all back coked there. up. I, I don't know. Oh, is that what, is that the new one? He's coked up. The new one that's been there for oh, ever. Everybody know. always insinuates that Tony Khan is coked up. Tony Khan looks like a fifteen-year-old who got handed a wrestling company. Yeah, I mean, like let's that's be real how here. He acts. Tony Khan was at you know in WCW matches mm-hmm. with Chris Jericho, watching them as a kid. Like, this isn't something he just decided to, to be in on for no reason or because he wanted, you know, oh, yeah. the notoriety. This dude got into it because he fucking loves the sport. That's but, why you don't see him very often. But, he probably knows he's super fucking awkward. Oh, yeah, I would be too. I.e. the scrum. The dude just sat there. Like, he was just like, what the hell is going on, deer in headlights? I would do the same fucking thing because oh, sure. we're not built for this type that's of thing. That's why it took us so long to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's we're not why we built like, for this type that, of thing. You that's know? why we like podcasting and not video casting because you can't see our ugly mugs. You don't want to. I'm in my PJs right now. I don't have a shirt on. Right. You want to look at my nipples and chest hair? I know. People would think maybe we were coked out. But speaking of somebody who doesn't have nipples and chest hair, how do you like that one? He doesn't have nipples. Anyways, Orange Cassidy taking on Lee Johnson. They're both for the clean shaved <laughs> chest championship. Yeah. Um, Lee Johnson being the first student of the factory. Yeah. So fun way to like bring it all back again. Mm-hmm. And the last one to finally make it on TV. Uh, he had his time with Cody and he's done his stuff well, that's with why, Cody's um, gone. Aaron's son. Aaron. God, I can't even think of what his name is. Um, Bro- Brock. Brock Lesnar. Brock. Brock Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, did I miss something? It's so funny, though. Like, I don't know why. Lee we, Anderson and Brock Johnson. We always get their names mixed up, even though I Brock goddamn know he's Arn Anderson's son. He just God. looks like Brock Johnson. Doesn't that sound better? And can Lee you, Anderson. Can you tell the caffeine and sugar is wearing off? <laughs> No, it's ramping up. Oh, is it? That's right. Um, we just got so, more coffee. <laughs> All Atlantic Championship on the line. Uh, QT gave a pile driver to Danhausen on the steel steps. Completely off camera. Nope. I didn't see it. Well, no, they were talking about no. it off camera later. It okay. happened. I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. <laughs> if I don't see it, Poor it doesn't Danhausen. happen in this world. I think Danhausen's taken like a more of the evil. I believe he is. If you get on his social medias, he's been posting uh, little snippets and tidbits, of pictures of. Old uh, face paint. Uh, I'm sorry. Old face configurations that Correct. he's evolved from since CGI and um, things like that. It's, it's more of an evil, broodier, the original type of Danhausen character that he was, and I think this is good for him because you're gonna have to do this with Danhausen. He's yes. either that or he's People gonna be don't a take talent. Him serious. It's either it's that Chris he's Statlander. gonna be a talent that is gonna be in a year. Oh, that's you know, Danhausen. Oh, he's gonna punch you in the dick, and oh, right. he's gonna come out from under the ring. Exactly. Uh, and Chris Statlander had to do this recently because yep. people weren't taking her serious with the whole alien gimmick. So it was her idea to repackage herself and kind of come back. Unfortunately, she's injured. Oh, it sucks. One Watch of my that match too. Favorite wrestlers, but yeah, uh, just a one bad s- step down on a a dark match. But can I say once again, the factory? They whether they perform, whether they're contenders in the match or they're just extras on the side, my god, these guys make wrestling entertaining. Yeah, Nick Camarado, I fucking love Nick. Camarado. What a beefcake! What about that spot where he uh, picked up Orange Cassidy over his head and then oh my Trent god. came and tackled them? 
I mean, you like I pause it. And you're like, under look, that, I could have lived under the boulders. Look at these you biceps. <laughs> that man is the reason why we had a meat shortage a couple of years ago. For real. He ate all the bologna. But I love it. Every time <laughs> that they're out there, every member of the factory is involved. QT. Aaron Solo. Same with best friends. Oh, yeah. Every time. They're always out there. Trent's always attacking somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I really do enjoy the sideline antics because it, it takes a match and just makes it. It gives those lulls when you have both performers taking each other out and taking that, that 30 second pause. You then move the action over to something that has nothing to do with the match, but it keeps the crowd entertained. It keeps right. them hype. It keeps them like, oh, shit. Now Nick Camarado just threw you know trent into the fucking stands right you know, what the fucking oh shit uh orange cassidy's back up and he's yeah. doing the thumbs yeah and cole know. carter was like starting shit with the crowd so they were all booing him mm-hmm. and and qt just knows how to get people pissed oh my god qt is the greatest he is so phenomenal at what he does you know i think a lot of people don't appreciate him but there's a reason why you hate qt marshall and that's because he's so good at what he does there's a reason why i hated chris jericho for 20 years F- for real i still hate chris jericho yeah but every match he performs it's super entertaining everything 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 i've seen chris jericho in has been awesome except for everything everything i hate him in <laughs> that wasn't awesome well orange cassidy ended up landing one of his just ugh, Every that, time he hits a DDT, that spinning DDT that, I'm just like, oh, time stops. It's, it's like un- a, it's unreal. like a leaping spinning DDT. We, okay. It's so good. Break down the fourth wall of the coffee and wrestling podcast. We do try as much as we can. Now I have an extensive history of playing WWE 2K games. So I have learned numerous moves that I'll probably never see in the WWE because of course, or, or AEW, because of course I find the most ridiculous fucking flippity flop powerbomb super duper pile driver through the fucking ring moves, and that's my finisher. But there are so many names of these wrestling moves, and we, we will. We will we'll find moves that they do, and unless, thank God Excalibur exists, because I would not oh, know 90% you, of the Excalibur. moves. Thank you, Excalibur. You make things so interesting, and when I watch WWE, I'm always so surprised that Corey Graves especially never names a move. Never. It's never a thing in WWE. Unless it's a named move, a finisher, or a standard, a clothesline, really a, a cross, or something like that. And he's like a wrestler, that. so it's not mm-hmm. like he doesn't know the moves. But we looked, because Jamie asked me, she said, hey, what is this called? Like, I have a pretty good idea of what a lot of these names are. And I looked at her, and I was like, it's a, a leaping, spinning DDT? And we're like, well, let's look it up. Google, go to the Wikipedia page for a DDT. For a DDT. And there are <laughs> at least 50 variations between sure. springboard, between leaping, between Karkarana DDT. Like, it is Orange, the most ridiculous shit. Orange Cassidy has a phenomenal DDT, but so does Trent Beretta, but so does Tony Storm. And they're all so oh, yeah. fucking different. So it's, it's really cool to see different people doing things in a different way. Mm-hmm. But man, when people sell that that DDT from Orange Cassidy. It's just like, God damn, it's just so, so good. So good. He hit that. He hit the beach break. And that'll do it for the All Atlantic Championship two, again. Uh, it, speaking of Cole Carter, one last little thing. He came in, uh, you know, everybody's beating everybody up. Everybody, you know, runs away. And yep. Cole Carter's left in the middle of the ring. And you got to give the people you what they want. got to give the people what they want. Everybody hugged. Cole Carter was about it. Yeah, he was like hyping up the crowd. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's give the people what they want. And then they triple teamed him into a powerbomb. Yep. The double choke slam powerbomb. See, there you go. You got to fucking make up these goddamn moves. There you go. So now is Cole Carter trying to be in the best friends? Cole Carter doesn't know what to do. I don't know, but Cole Carter needs to do something. He's he's like the little 
whore of AEW. It goes from faction to faction. You gotta take, take a couple in. bumps, you know. But hey, people know his name. Yeah, he's got a good look. <laughs> I I think he could do well. I it's just think he needs to develop his character. Factory a little bit. really knows how to how to bump people up and make them interesting. Well, they are a factory, so they but are quickly. That, what's up? Let's wrap. Well, we're done wrapping well, this the, up. That's the end of Rampage. I was going to say quickly, let's go over the matches for this week that are happening. Right. Now, we're probably not going to fo- focus a lot, a lot on these just because still got a whole nother week left. Uh, we are going to make our predictions this week, right? We're going to make our predictions, but Dynamite's happening uh, two days away from where we're recording this now. So, so. a day away from when people can hear this. So right. when you're so hearing let's this, let's go over that tomorrow. real quick. We're going to give you the run- rundown of what Dynamite matches are going to happen. Right. I'll hit you with the Excalibur. You couldn't do it fast enough. So we have Claudio Casagnoli and Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, which is just a little pre-match before the full gear match that they'll be facing off at. We have Ethan Page and Bandito, which was... Uh, furthering the Eliminator tournament. We have Tony Storm and Bunny. Uh, that's awesome. I'm really excited about that. And then we have Death Triangle versus Top Flight and AR Fox. And I believe that is a trios championship match. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, pretty I think sure. So, too. Uh, so that's going to cover Dynamite for next week. And we only have this one. Week. This week. For this sorry. week. I'm sorry. For this week. Um, but we only have one thing announced so far as we could tell. Uh, we're super in depth reporters. But. Uh, AEW's bad about posting this stuff sometimes. It's hard to yeah. keep, it, keep in touch with it. Uh, last week it was announced that Eddie Kingston and uh, Ortiz will be taking on Jun Akiyama and Konosuke Toshida. I, I bit my tongue halfway through his last name. I'm not even going to try and take and do the it Kesha. again. To che- the, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Konosuke Take Kesha. soup. Yes. As, his tw- as his Twitter the handle The Cinnabon goes. King. The Cinnabon King. If you don't follow him on Twitter... Please do. He's so entertaining. He's good. Him and Cinnabon will go back and like tweet each other all the time. And he's really, like, yeah, because oh, he's like huge into Cinnabon whenever he comes to America. So That's there's great. literally been times where Cinnabon has retweeted him talking about like he is the king of Cinnabon because oh he That's loves awesome. it so much. Yeah, they're big into like tagging him in it. It's absolutely hysterical. I know he was looking forward to coming back to the United mm-hmm. States. Had an offer from WWE and decided not to go with it. so happy to hear that because, honest to God, right now, he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. He's super young. I can get behind that. He still has so much to give in his career. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to see it happen. Thank you so much for staying with AEW. Yeah, right. I can't wait to see what he does, but it's been so good. And seeing these, like, Japanese guys with with, uh, Eddie Kingston, their style with the whole strong style thing Mm -hmm. just really vibes well. I'm looking forward to it. Haven't seen Ortiz in a while. I think since he teamed up with Ruby Soho and she got her nose probably, broke. Probably. Between Ty and Sammy. I haven't so heard anything from her in a while. Really excited to see this happen. But so yeah, that's all that's match. announced so far for Rampage because, you know, it's an hour yep. uh, the day before the pay-per-view. So I don't think a lot's going to happen. At least not pay-per-view wise. No. Speaking of the pay-per-view, we're going to do our predictions later this week. But let's go over the matches here real quick so everybody knows what's going on. Uh, this is no in particular order, just whatever I have written down. Uh, well, I've got Luchasaurus taking on Jungle Boy in a steel cage match. Also, we've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Soraya. Gotta throw that DMD on there, don't you? It's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. We have Bandito <laughs> or Ethan Page taking on whoever's gonna be fighting Brian Cage after they fight between Lance Archer and... Maybe Ricky Starks? Ricky Starks? I don't know, so we'll see who's... Going to be fighting for a spot for the World Championship Challenge match. God, I hate AEW's titles. I know, right? And that's uh, 
So the eliminator match, the final, will happen at full gear. Right. And then the winners uh, from that match will take on either MJF or John Moxley because obviously they are fighting at full gear. Right. And they'll fight them during uh, Winter's Coming. Correct. Which God knows when that is. Winter. Oh, okay. Or right before it starts, you know? Right. It's coming. I imagine right I after. That, I get it. Group. All right. <laughs> uh, up next, there will be Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Which is definitely going to be a good one. Now for our championship matches, we're going to have Jericho taking on Danielson, taking on Claudio, taking on Sammy for the ROH world title. I mean, it's a fun concept. I'm really excited for it. It's not just yep. a one-on-one. It's a four-way between four hungry-ass dudes. So. I thought you were going to say four hunks. Uh, I'd say maybe I'm go one. With no hunks on I'd that say one. Maybe, Just personal. I'd say maybe two. I give, I give Claudio the hunk status. I would say Claudio is the most hunky, and he's got a very beautiful wife. And honest to God, Sammy would be the only other one I could even think Yikes. about putting in a hunk. Um. Then we have <laughs> the acclaim taking on Swerve in Our Glory Part Three. If I'm two, not mistaken, doesn't matter. Well, they Swerve. fought them already. They got the title. Then they fought them again. Right, that's right. So this would be round three. Well, this is the round three. Either way. Round three. For the Tag Team Championships, we also have Jade Cargill taking on Nyla Rose for Nyla's TBS Championship. I don't know. That she stole from Jade, the That Bitch title. Yep. And last, but most definitely not least, Jamie Hayter taking on interim women's champion, Tony Storm. That is not the last one. You forgot. Oh, did I forget one? John Moxley. Well, I hinted and, at it. So I'm okay, sorry. fine. Well, John Moxley and Gian. Maxwell Jeeman Freeman will be ta- will be fighting for the ROH or the ROH for the AEW the World Championship, title. the most coveted prize in all of professional wrestling. Of course, Just, I know I've said it a million times, but legitimately, so excited, cannot fucking wait. It's going to be a, an action packed weekend. Buy the pay per view. Buy the pay per view. Stop streaming it. Go on to Pro Wrestling on, Tees or Shop AEW. Buy, buy the fucking t shirts. Yeah, buy a new butcher t-shirt. That I thing know. Is awesome. <sighs> Got it, it in the mail the other day. Get Love it. it in the premium soft tee. Like, yeah, pay spend the extra, the extra three bucks. Spend the $34 on the butcher shirt, the new one. For real. It's sick. I just picked up the new Willow Nightingale tee. Describes me to an absolute tee. So excited. Thank you so much for joining us. That's going to wrap it up. And we will be dropping a podcast in the next couple of days just to catch up with this week. So that'll do it for us here at Coffee and Wrestling. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. Uh, we live tweet every Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and Rampage. Uh, you can follow me at Gunk Dudley. And I'm at A Bacon Party. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you later.